Yo, what's good? It's your boy, South 706, the community podcast. We have Adolphus Savage and very special guest, uh, Chaz Green from Trill T. I spoke about it a lot on the podcast. I got the shirt on right now representing the gang. So um, just want to bring him on the podcast. He's doing great things out there with his uh, business, and we are going to announce that he will be the first official po- uh, sponsor of the podcast. So uh, appreciate you. Woo-hoo! There we go. Yeah. Love, yeah. We love supporting the movement, man. So let's tell the people a little bit about yourself, man. Um. Yeah, so um, I, where to start, where to start? So I started Trill T about two years ago, roughly, roughly about two years ago. Um, I started because I, I used to work at a place where people with Down syndrome, actually, believe it or not. And I was working there and I was looking to start businesses. I, I never went to college, so a lot of my time was spent at that job trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, right? Because back then I... I pretty much thought to myself, if I wasn't going to go to college, there was one or two options. I could either go to a job where I can make a decent amount of money for a 19-year-old, but I'd have no time on my hands, or I could work at a job that gave me all the time in the world, but I get paid very little. So what I did was I chose the latter. And the reason was because I wanted to have time to figure out who I was, what I wanted to do with my life, and figure out just you know what I wanted to get into. Over the course of working there for years, uh, just trying different businesses or, or trying to start different businesses, one day I came into the job and I was just really sick. I, was, I had a cold. It was like a really, it was a common cold. It wasn't even that serious. But um, yeah, I had a common cold and the, I just couldn't, I couldn't drink the, the the lemon juice or I couldn't have like lemon with the, the tea or sugar or anything because we had literally none at the job, right? So we had to drink Lipton straight. Like that was all we had. And I was never actually even a, yeah, I was never even a huge, that's funny to see the look on your face, but Ugh. it was horrible. Yeah, it was bad. And it was funny enough, I was never actually a huge tea drinker. And that's like very important to note. So after having to drink it, I was like, oh man, this is so bad. Why has nobody just made something better, right? And just I looked into the industry. I started looking into. It. I was like, oh wait, okay. I was like, so people have some really some some okay stuff out here. Um, I kind of started looking into. It. I was like, wow, you know, this industry has been on the rise for like six percent, like every year since before the recession, like the tea industry. And I was like, man, this 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 could be something. I started like really like going to expos and trade shows and learning as much as I could, going to like looking and taking tea classes and courses and everything, and, and learning about pairing teas with foods and everything. And I thought to myself, I think I could do this. And I thought to myself, I was gonna get into it. It had to be in a way that I could relate to and that I could, I would have some type of competitive advantage just as a business person. And looking into it, I was like, you know, well, the concepts of culture just made sense because it was something I was gonna pay attention to anyway, whether it be music, whether it be, it could be hip hop, it could be sports, it could be just really anything, honestly. Like obviously black culture is like, you know, we already know everybody says, says it every single day. Black culture um, pushes all the rest of culture, uh, rest of culture. Yeah, we know that at this point. Now it's like it's time for us to actually, you know, you know, build from the ground up and actually capture the value. I know, like Peter Thiel um, from Silicon Valley, he talks about the importance of not only creating value but also capturing value. So that's a lot of what I try to, you know, spend my time working on. And I just thought to myself, I was like, man, okay, I, th- I think I can go that route. And um, to make a, a long story a little bit shorter, um, I wanted to inspire a junior high school version of myself. And what I mean by that is when I was in junior high school, there were two things I did, right? Um, one was 
um, I was actually a personal shopper. I was I used to go to school with a bunch of mixed people. So you had like Asian kids, white kids, Hispanic kids, black kids, whatever. And um, to go home, obviously, I had to go to the black neighborhood. That's just you know what it was. And one day I was at the school and I heard them talking, some of the girls talking about they wanted Louis Vuitton and Gucci bags or whatever. And I was like, I can get you that. I can get you that. So, so on my way home, I would like buy this stuff because I knew I can, oh, I, can get, I can get them these bags. Over the course of like a few months and realized, oh, wow, these aren't real bags. Like they're fake. So I had to stop just off of like, <laughs> oh, wow, I can't do this. Um, but I, I was like, I made a good amount of money. I made so much money that the place where I was getting these bags from, like the Asian lady gave me like this really thick packet of every single item she could get me across the world. Like I'm talking about, it was insane. Like it was really crazy. And um, so I was doing that, but around that time as well, I was um, playing a lot of basketball. I was hugely influenced by Allen Iverson. Like Allen Iverson was really big. Uh, I started like, you know, I started growing my hair, braids, I had the baggy clothes. I got really just heavily into, um, just Allen Iverson, just what he did, what he was to culture at that time point. And I just spent like hours playing basketball. And I eventually realized like, man, if an entrepreneur or a brand gave me the same feeling that Allen Iverson gave me, I would have just stayed an entrepreneur in junior high school. I would have, I wouldn't have even, you know, went that route of, oh yeah, I'm going to play basketball for hours on end. It's like, no, no, like it would have been cool to start a business in junior high school. So the premise is all around that idea of creating a brand um, that gives people the same feeling that Alan Ives gave me as a youngster, you know, and um, that's what, but the whole, you know, the long story short, that's what the whole thing about Trill T is. It's like, it has to have the feeling of Alan Iverson in 2018 for a junior high school kid in 2018. Um, yes. So that's like the, <laughs> the long version of it. Um, okay. So uh, in the video, you said you're, you're originally from Queens, correct? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am um, from Queens, uh, lived in New Orleans for a little bit. Um, lived in Queens most of my life, but lived in New Orleans for uh, four years, for four years, from like the second grade to like the sixth grade. Um, it was actually around the time, it was actually really cool because it was around the time when uh, Back That Ass Up came out by Juvenile, oh. so it was just a dope time. It was an incredible time. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was like, it was great. What was the, the contrast off the off the table a little bit. What's the contrast moving in New Orleans to Queens? That's a huge, huge uh, change of scenery. Yeah, my mom used to get a little stir crazy. So she used to just like to move randomly. Yeah. Um, the first, first when you move into New, uh, New Orleans, you get a lot, a lot of, uh, you get made fun of just because they talk about yo and just the certain New York uh, slang or whatever. So there's that, but otherwise it was, it was a different type of culture. It was, like, I think New York culture is kind of, I don't even put it, I think it's kind of, I don't say broad, but like, you have so many different things going on. It's very, I think living in, huh? Very broad. Yeah, it was like, it's like, you kind of get a lot, but I think in New, in New Orleans, it was definitely like Creole culture, uh, Mardi Gras, and like that whole thing was there. So I think that was a bit different, but it was a little bit slower, I guess you could say. Um, but it was, I don't know, I was pretty young. I was pretty young. Only thing I really remember, like, like I said, was, really being extremely influenced by uh, cash money and um, no limit, to be honest with you. Like that was, that was pretty much 
Let, let me ask goes. you, then this is Adolphus Savage. Let me ask you a quick question. So with Trilty, I know New Orleans is not too far from Texas mm -hmm. and Houston and Port Arthur. Yeah. Where did you come up with the idea of, you know, hey, I'm going to name it Trill T instead of just your name and T or something like that? Because I think Trill T is really catchy because it, it screams, hey, this is for our culture. This is our T. Mm -hmm. exactly. what, what made you think of that? I wanted something that was going to be almost contrarian to what you would typically see from a T brand. And I wanted people to know, I wanted the people who knew what Trill meant. I knew who those people were and I wanted them to know off the jump. And I thought Trill was, it was, it was an interesting word because it was known, but like Miley Cyrus hadn't killed it yet or something like, like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, butchered. So uh, Trill, I just felt like not only was it um, understood culturally, I thought it, it could be something that could even, you know, reach the highest levels, I think, as a brand. And I just love what it stood for, like that premise of being true to yourself and real with all. Uh, I think that's that that alone as a brand, like as a, you know, as a brand, I think is, I guess, what we all stand for. Right. It's like just that truthful and that truth and honesty in whatever it is we do. So okay. um, I think the interesting thing about it, you know, obviously originated from Houston was the concept of Trill is interesting because if you if you take the concept of trail and you put it anywhere, a person's truth is going to be different depending on where they're from. You know, right? So like with Houston, they have a certain culture there of like the way they move, right? Which is incredible. Like I love it down there. Yes. Um, and it's, it's like that wherever. And I felt like that would be something I felt like could really tr uh, resonate with people in regards to living their truth. So yeah, and trail and T, it's it's the dichotomy of us, right? It's like. We all have that that trill side for the most part. We also have that 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 T side, like that that I don't want to say calm, but like just the dichotomy. I feel like that's all of us as human beings. I, I wanted to touch into that that premise. Okay, all right. Yeah. So from watching the the series you have on YouTube, which is is very well produced, for excellent. Definitely check it out. Just look up Trill T on YouTube. Uh, I know you spoke about that after working at your job for seven years, just one day you're like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to pursue my dreams. Like what, what did that, what did that feeling feel like? Cause I, I give you a lot of props. There's a lot of people probably to include myself who would be a little weary about making a, a huge life change decision like that. Hmm. So what was that feeling like? And like, what, what really, what really gave you the, I guess the balls really just step out and do it, man. That's a great question. Um, it was, it's, it's actually one of the reasons I didn't go to school <laughs> because I felt that if I didn't go to, this is just me personally. I'm not suggesting everybody do it. I'm not suggesting everybody do this, but college for me, is, I felt that. For the record, I've, yeah. I've watched this. I feel college is a scam, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah I was just, I was just about to say like, that. I don't want to like promote, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, for me, for me, it was, it was, it was kind of always a part of the plan to do that. Um, like I said, the idea of not going to college for me was I knew it was going to force me to start a business. It didn't matter how many times I failed to start a business. I knew I was going to be forced to because I wasn't going to have an option, uh, especially when you think like a you know, black dude ain't got a college degree. Where are you really going to go? Right. It becomes a little your, your options become, you know, pretty potentially limited. Right. Um, so for me, I was like, you know, I knew I wanted to start a business. It didn't matter how many times I was gonna hit my head into a wall. That wasn't be important. And leaving the job, I was blessed because lucky enough, I, I saved money up. Like I saved up a lot of money. Um, so like when I launched the business, but I had money saved. Um, I probably had, let's see, 
I, I try to give people like exact numbers and stuff. Cause I just think that's helpful. Um, yeah. When I when I left the see when I left the job, I probably had like like almost ten thousand saved. Okay. Right, almost ten thousand saved just over the course of time, like literally saving like pretty much all of my twenties, um, just between putting that money into the business and then just having you know so I could try to figure it out. And I was blessed because I my my, my I actually moved back into my mother's house, which was lucky for me. A lot of people don't have that you know that uh, I guess safety net. I still paid a rent, obviously, but I still paid a rent, but. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just what I wanted to do. Like I, I couldn't see myself, and plus I was at that job for so long. It was, like it was a really long time, and I would have just went crazy if I stayed any longer. To be honest with you. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. So, and that's a good. That's that's one thing I'm glad you brought up as far as uh, saving. Like I, like we like to joke around the podcast, but me and uh, Dolphins is on a couple side episodes to talk about like being a financially savvy, making good decisions. Mm-hmm. Because again, on the one hand, you can still enjoy your life, but at the end of the day, like when, like yourself, you came out of your job and you had something to show for it. Oh yes, yeah. oh yes, oh like, that was yeah, that was real. I think that, that people don't talk about that nearly enough. Like I, I didn't, the job didn't use me at all. Like that job, like mm-hmm. I said, that job really, I, I would spend. Let's say I worked in the job for eight hours. I have eight hours of just literally reading books because it was that type of job where I could just spend it however I really wanted to. And I was just so I made sure I used the job. Like that was very important to me. Very important to me. Definitely, yeah. Because I, I I spoke on the first uh, time we spoke about uh, finance on this episode called Black to the Future. Mm-hmm. And my first job, I worked at a fast food joint. I worked there for three years, and the only thing I had to show for it was some clothes. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I sold my car, <laughs> got rid of my ribs. I don't have the yeah. car no more. I don't have the CD player no more. Like just three years, of my life just gone. Where the money go? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to see that you're showing that, hey, you know, I didn't just jump out the window. I had a plan. I had money set aside to, to start my business. So that's that's very important for people to know that. So, yeah, I think yeah. I guess like to even help with that, because that, that took me a while too. like I was it wasn't like I just, you know, was great at it. It, was, it took me a while. Um, and what helped me a lot was I had a, um, I have uh, an online savings account where literally 10 percent of my check would just go straight there. So I didn't even see it. Like that was really big to help me because. You know, it, it can be difficult to just save money or whatever. It's you know, you want to you want to put you want to put systems in pl- in place in your life to help you execute. Because you know, we try to give things willpower, and willpower is not enough sometimes. Sometimes you have to put yourself in a position to succeed. So um, yeah, that that was definitely something that helped me out, definitely. So as far as the the Trill T team, like how 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 many of y'all are there? Is it a big team? Is it just you? Do you, how, do, how do you function? So it's literally me, me. So I'm like doing all the work, uh, minus my uh, creative director. Yeah, I saw the guy in the YouTube video. Yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy. He, um, I, I met him. I actually met him in the like in Soho in New York. I was I was trying to get picked like the shots I wanted for the for the for Trilty, but I didn't have necessarily a photographer. So I just bought a camera. Literally started walking in New York and started just stopping people in the street. Like, yo, can I take pictures? You have like a, the look I'm trying to go for. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a photographer, actually. I was like, oh, okay, all right, cool. You know, everybody says a photographer. I was like, oh, well, let me see what you got. <laughs> and, yes. and he actually happened to be really good. Um, when I met him, I think he was, he might have been 18 at the time. Um, really young dude, and he's just really incredible at the craft. And I love being around him because that generation just moves differently, right? Like, And I always try to pay attention to where culture is going and what's happening. And, um, yeah, really. So it's, it's literally me and him, but... Uh, I actually have a new intern now that I think about it. 
that are uh, from Philadelphia, from Philly. Really that's, cool. Yeah, okay. that's really. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that, uh, as far as with the podcast, mm -hmm. that I guess can kind of translate because, in a sense, it is a business. We have to. I'll probably talk to you offline as far as getting some things set up a little bit different, but mm -hmm. just uh, trying to grow, trying to have people to help. That does help. You know what I'm saying? Like having somebody to do X, Y, and Z, somebody to do like the editing or maybe. Oh, definitely. Or so. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's, and that's one of the things with podcasts. Like it, it is, it seems like it's easy, like from the outside, but it a lot goes into it. Just like with, with your brand with Show Tea. It looks like, hey, you're just selling tea. It's like, nah, you have to have a product. You have to place a product. You have to market the product. You have to have a great product, which you do, but you have to get people to know the product is great. So it's not just you just Absolutely. wake up and tea just floats out of your, your inventory. You have to put Absolutely. it work. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I definitely, definitely get that. And that's even something that I've been uh, working on. Like literally this morning, I was talking to my creative director because I'm I'm be, I'm like making a, a change, like a little bit of an alteration with the brand where. How can I explain this? So I'm creating something called Loose by Trill. And it's loose tea. It's it's loose tea. It's like a loose tea. It's a sub brand, which is it's going to be loose tea only, and it's going to be a lot more simple. It's going to be a lot more simple. So it's going to be a lot more just tea stuff, where it's like literally you'll have more flavors, uh, but it'll be more functional teas. It'll be more of a tea brand. Whereas Trill Tea, I want it to be the lifestyle portion, where that's like the premium thing, where um, that's more so almost even for show, right? That's like when you think about. It's like Mercedes Benz having Maybach, like that's so they can yeah. sell the Mercedes Benz, right? Okay. Like, like they sell them, where they, but like you know, or any of these companies, they might be like a Rolex or something. Yeah, they sell the five hundred thousand dollar joint, but they know most of the people are going. They want to get in on the game. Are probably gonna they're gonna they're gonna buy the, the cheaper one that they can afford, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of something I want to do that I'm working on now uh, actively, and I think that could be really, really, really cool. I think that could be really cool. I know uh, one thing, like it, it is pretty cool though, as far as you're saying, making it more, uh, I guess, functional. Cause I didn't know, I didn't really know as far as like with the tea specifically that you had to put it in for certain times. Like I always oh, wonder yeah. like, yeah, sometimes when I make, you know, like green tea or something like that, like why does it taste like this? I'd always leave the bag in there. Just leave yeah, it in like, for all kinds. I was like, hey, that's not how you're supposed to do it. And that's yeah, cool yeah. because it actually educated me and anybody who used it like, yo, this is how you're supposed to drink tea. Just like, like how you said with the, uh, how you, you you can pair it with foods and stuff like that. It's just like wine. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, absolutely. A lot of people don't know how to drink wine. They're just, oh, I'm just drinking wine. Like, nah, there's a specific way you're supposed to do this, just like with the tea. And that's yeah. that's pretty cool that you educate people in the same sense with that. So one thing that that I'm kind of I kind of want to see, like I'm kind of imagine retire the uh the ginger Hendrix. I get that a lot. Yeah, I get, <laughs> I get that, that a lot. Actually. That that was one of my favorite ones. And uh I don't know, did you ever think about trying to like with the blue matcha, like the flavor, I love the flavor. Did you ever try thinking about like maybe bottling that up and making it a cold drink at some point? Because it's very good. You know what I'm saying? Like I like it. I like it cold. I was to say, have you tried it cold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I thought about it. Um, that would probably it'll be. They call it a um ready to drink. That's what that would be considered. Okay. Um, I I may try that this summer. Um, and maybe just go out to like because like I said, I'm pretty much in New York, so I, I might just go out to Afropunk just to like kind of like hand them out and just see how people do yeah. with them. Um, but yeah, I, I've thought about it. That's just a different process because okay. with matcha, yeah, with matcha, you kind of have to make it so like in singles. So it's, it's like a little bit of a different process. But um, that's a great idea, actually. That's a great yeah. idea. I might have to, I think I'm, I might do that. That's a really great idea. Also, want to see the mugs, man. Where the mugs at? Yeah, I know. I've been playing with the mugs. I know. <laughs> I've been playing with the mugs. I've been playing with the mugs. Um, 
that it, it's it's weird because I'm like, oh man, like the mugs have to be dope, right? I'm like, the mugs have to be the dopest thing ever. And then I was kind of like going through a process of, okay, well, the, the design has to be on point. And then it was, all right, well, the price point has to still be like a decent price point. And then it just got into a really weird space. So um, <clears throat> I will definitely try. Like um, a lot of money is going in and out at this point. So like it's, yeah. it, it can be difficult. Um, that's, that's something I'm definitely learning through the business is uh, when you put your own money up, it's, it's. You have to it's be, you have to know where every penny goes. You have to know where every penny goes. It, it's a, it's just a different experience from what, what I think we're used to seeing. Because a lot of times I think when we see people with the businesses, they're being funded. Yeah. So the way rollouts happen are different. It, it's a vastly different game. I think I think that's one of the reasons why I'm actually a big fan of Dame Dash. Because Dame Dash, he does everything independently. And you can see he does independently. You, you, you can actually see, oh, wow, he does this. And this is no knock to anybody else. But just that I like I'm seeing oh wow like the concepts of inventory and like oh I have to have a certain amount to do this and then it's, it's a lot I'm not gonna lie it's a lot but I'm learning definitely okay. so I don't necessarily know if you want to answer this question and I just edit it out but yeah. like what do you what would you what do you think like let's say uh hmm, let's say let's say Dave Dash is listening right now let's say what, what what would you think you would need to take you to the next level like what do you see the next level being i know you said you had the new product you're working out yep but like as far as you said you have you know things cost money marketing costs money promotion costs money mm-hmm. a team costs money so Absolutely. there was a huge lottery a couple of weeks ago or i think it's still going on now so let's say you you won that lottery. let's say you won a fraction of that lottery what do you think you would use those funds to do to like what do you need to take you to the next level if that makes I would sense? definitely be the team team building i've been trying to build a get partners for Probably about a year, like well over a year at this point, trying to get trying to get solidified partners. Because to be honest with you, even let's go with money. Of course, money would help. However, if I just had two partners, um, that would be the most helpful thing. I I tend to look at it literally. I I keep mentioning Dame, but um, I I try to look at it like Rockefeller, where you had um, Jay was kind. Jay was like the creative of sorts. Dame was the business guy, and then you had Mm -hmm. Biggs was the um the understanding of culture he knew culture he knew what was going on in the streets right so i kind of look at my creative director almost as the guy who knows what's going on he's 19 so he kind of you know he's yeah, just out here. <laughs> yeah he's just you know he's 19 so he's just moving around and i've been trying to find that business partner um and i prefer to be a woman to be honest with you just because hmm. women, yeah women are incredible like you know but yeah that's the premise is like if i could just find two partners one that's the left brain, like the super left brain, and one is the super right brain, and then I'm like the median. That would be that would be the the, the greatest thing I could probably use. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I mean, have you tried to outsource that? Go ahead, Adolphus. I was gonna say, um, I do notice that with women, if you can attract other women, the one thing that I notice with our female counterparts is. They're loyal to your brand. So Absolutely. If you can start getting women on and they see another woman drinking it and they can get on like that. They won't bounce around typically. So they're really loyal. That's one thing at the committee podcast, like we try to do as well. Like we're trying to incorporate women to do things, showing women in power. Um, cool. We even went forward with just having um, the woman that's affiliated with us. One of them having her own segment. So that mm-hmm. way she can reach out to woman because we realize that, Hey, you know, there's things that go on in pop culture and maybe you don't want to hear three opinions from three guys. So right. <laughs> I definitely understand. Yeah. Where you come from with the, um, as far as the women are concerned. 
Very smart. It's overdue. Yeah, it's, it's definitely overdue. But like, if it was up to me, I'd have all women to be honest with you around me. But that's just it's just like it's like is I think there's a a trustworthiness that's there. I think that um, there's a different perspective. Obviously, there's attention to detail. There's a lot going on there. That I feel like it's just it's just so important. Like I, I have uh, friends, and I tell them like, the, if you don't have women friends that you're just platonic with. That's a problem. I'm like, that's. See, that's I, I agree with you. Yeah, I was say so. I hope it sounds like it is nothing against you. It sounds like you're you're a single guy because if you if you had a girlfriend, I feel like she would. Eh, regardless of if there's anything there, it's just like the nature of the beast. Women are catty by nature. It's like, oh, you got this. Oh, they're not now. Wait, they're not always catty, but sometimes you have to explain right. it and make them understand it because. He's right. I mean, the, the women, they're going to be down. They're going to be able to support you. And the good thing is you get to see things from their point of view. Absolutely. And it's like if you're in a relationship, sometimes it's hard to do that because they're trying not to step on your toes or hurt your feelings. So like me, um, when I first and I'm not trying to turn this into like a love podcast or anything, but like with me, when I first got with my girl, she was like, wow, you got all these women friends, blah, blah, blah. You're sleeping with them, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I've actually not done anything with any of these women for the most part, but they all support me. In <laughs> but I'm just saying, but they all support me in different ways. Like sometimes mm -hmm. it'll be like an issue going on between us. And I'll be like, hey, well, what are your thoughts on what I could have done differently? And even from like the podcast perspective, like outside of Chuck the decoy, the women that I was able to bring in, they were all, everybody was all women. They were all women that reached out, that do reach out, that that um, want additional information about it. So definitely um, behind every strong black man is a strong black woman and probably a group of them, honestly. So Absolutely. definitely got to keep it trill on that. That's real. No, that's real. That's real. So yeah, but to answer your question, back to your question, yeah, definitely, definitely, um, partners. That that's it right there, two partners. That's it. So, I mean, where, how are you? I mean, I know you ran to the guy, uh, your your creative director, but how are you going about trying to find these people? Like, what is your like? Can are you want to put out a mini resume? You're looking at on the podcast, so somebody can get at you, email you, ask you on Twitter, because yeah. there might be somebody here listening that wants to get into that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. No, if, if somebody thinks that uh, if, if somebody is, is good at business and takes it seriously and would consider themselves a professional at it, definitely like um, and I, I'm not just saying it's just for women. I'd, I'd appreciate a woman. But whoever, if, if you think that you can help and you'd be excited to most definitely email me. That's Chaz at TrillT.com. Most definitely. Um, other ways I've been looking is there's an app called Shaper. Not sure if you ever heard of it, No, but right. it's literally. Is literally, um, it's kind of like a Tinder for networking. Mm -hmm. you, just swipe, you just swipe left, right, you know, for business. I've been kind of trying that. And I've been meeting actually some really, uh, really smart people, really, you know, good people. So that's one way. And, and I feel like raising the quality of the, of the level of work, being more consistent just on my own, like on with Trill Team, finding ways to be consistent. I feel that that will attract more people because the intern reached out through, uh, an intern post I put up on in the Instagram. She reached out through that, and other people have reached out. Um, so, um, yeah, most definitely. Like that's that's pretty much how I've been navigating, it, to say the least. So I'm gonna assume that you're more of an Instagram person because you don't really tweet that much. <laughs> I don't tweet that much. I don't tweet that much because it's how do I even explain? Like Twitter. 
I don't I don't have a voice yet for Twitter. Like like meaning, I don't know how I want to articulate on Twitter. Like what what I'm trying to communicate yet on Twitter and how I want to communicate that. And I know a lot of times people kind of just put what they want to put, like whatever's on their mind at the time. Yeah. But I, I like like I said that idea of trying to push Trill T is more of like the the premium offering, and then having like loose by Trill is more of like the that's the chill one, I guess. Like I would say, Trill T the the aim is an aspiration, right? That's that's definitely more of like an aspirational thing. But yeah, Twitter, I don't know. I kind of get on it sometimes, um, but I'm on literally everything. So it's like Facebook, obviously, and Instagram, and um, been working on the website, working on a blog, and YouTube now. So Twitter, I could use it more. <laughs> That's what I was like. I could definitely, I could get on it more. To be fair, I could definitely get on it more. I need to. Fair enough. So I mean, I know you say you're doing a lot of things as far as like working with the business stuff like that, but. I mean, what, what does Chaz do to relax, man? What do you do for fun, man? You watch sports, you listen to music. I mean, you're from Queens, so you're a Nas fan or what, what do you do? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I'm not even getting to the Nas discussion, but um, mm. not in a bad way. We'll say that for, we'll say that for another <laughs> yeah, No, 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 not in a bad way. No, no, not in a bad way, not in a bad way. It's just, um, you gotta keep in mind, like I said, I lived in New Orleans for four years in a very crucial time. So I lived in New Orleans from probably like 90, um, probably like 94. Five to like ninety nine, I think, hmm. and that's a very yeah, that's a very crucial time. Regardless, so like even like the Nas thing it was like I wasn't even really around. Even when when Jay dropped Reasonable Doubt, I wasn't even in New York, you know. So even that's my that's probably one of my top favorite albums. Um, yeah, no, I, I in my spare time, I'm always looking for a way to learn. To be honest with you, so I'm always I could either be reading, I may watch some television, so I might I might be hanging out with my mom or something. We watch like Living Single or something like mm. <laughs> she, you know. Um, what else? Um, oh, my dogs are going crazy. Um, dog, what's the dog's name? There's two. There's a there's G Money and Tara Bills. G Money, that's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trust me, G Money is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, what else? Um, sports. I I kind of go in and out. Um. So basketball, I'll definitely like try to see what's going on. Okay, I look at more, I kind of look more at the stats these days. Yeah. Um, like whereas back in the day, I used to watch like every game. Now I, I kind of look at the stats to kind of see. I get a, I guess a, you know, kind of a gauge on what the game looked like based on the stats. Um, like I said, just learning, just always trying to find ways. I, I watch um, occasionally Everyday Struggle, Complex, mm. which I find interesting. You're one of the one of the few. One of the few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely. Uh, I watch that. I find it. it, it it's to me, it's definitely. It's like downtime. Yeah, that's like, that's I mean, like, there's still there's still uh, there's still stuff to be learned. Like if you're not really with the yeah. the newer rappers, you can learn a lot about them. So I, yeah. I think that, but also I I very much pay attention. I, I tell people I'm like I think academics is it's gonna sound crazy, but I think he's like modern Oprah to these young people. That's he's crazy. like like and not Oprah in regards I think, to. I don't huh? think that's crazy. I think that's a that's a pretty accurate statement. Honestly, like he yeah. has a cult like following on YouTube and Twitch. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yeah. um. And it's not like I think what's interesting with him is, and I don't mean open. I don't mean open regards to, on a spiritual level, but in regards to he says something they like. I've I've seen his following ride on rappers for him, like and that's like very interesting because usually the youth are, are swayed by the rappers. Yeah, but the fact that you have this guy, <laughs> like, you know, that can sway them, I, I find that to be extremely interesting. And 
Um, and I just think he's a modern template, to be honest with you, for, for the next generation of not only entrepreneurs, but moguls, to be honest with you. I pay attention yeah. to him. Same thing, even as a comedian with, uh, with Fatboy, Fatboy SSE. Oh, yeah, that. he's from uh, East Orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or like, Irving, him, pay, uh, Irving. somewhere in Jersey. East Orange or Irving, so one, two. But um, I pay attention to him because he, even what he does on a brand level, like he'll he'll do something that's obviously funny or whatever, but he'll do something where he's giving something back. And you see he's yeah. positioning himself in a way where he's a legitimate brand and mogul to, you know, you can see where, how he's positioning himself. And it's just very interesting to see that there's a new dynamic of, you know, entrepreneur, mogul, et cetera. And, it, and the younger generation has no connection to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They have no connection to, I don't want to say history, but, the traditional route, tradition, yeah, tradition. They don't have they don't go to college, you know, work your way up the ladder. Absolutely, absolutely. So they they so they will follow like academics or whoever. Like I, I so there's going to be tons of new looks of things. Meaning you have academics is like we said, like, kind of like the Oprah of sorts. But you're going to see a lot of new versions of things that were that were huge to us. So like who people who are maybe idols to us, you're going to see new versions of that modern day that are going to be younger that are going to like. Are going to sway more to the younger generation which is yeah. very intrigued to see and that and that wraps around what we spoke about earlier as far as uh you know as, as much as people clown academic he actually put in the work and grinder for a saw like Absolutely. five years on multiple youtube pages to get to mm -hmm. a tv show you know what i'm saying Absolutely. he does yeah. twitch he plays video games online and he built his following so no matter how much i might joke about it he's even blocked my twitter i'm not gonna lie but he's still <laughs> putting the work. he still showed that if you put in the work you grind you can build a following you can be your own boss, you can be an entrepreneur. So I respect that. I respect that. So that's definitely interesting. So. Absolutely. And I, I don't think he gets enough credit, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, of all of the content he puts out because obviously he could be like a little um, irresponsible. Mm. But like, there has to be like, to be honest with you, yeah, he, he's on complex. I guess he, he chose that route because it's YouTube and obviously he kind of like really kills YouTube. But he he should be doing like even more stuff to be honest. Like, and I'm sure those opportunities are opening up to him now. But he, what he like the 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 stranglehold he has, it's ridiculous. And the only reason he probably doesn't even have even more opportunities than he has right now is probably because people still trying to catch up. They don't even know what he's doing. Like he's kind of ahead of the game of a lot of these people. So the people who would potentially be able to give him an opportunity don't even understand yet what he's doing. Yeah, because that YouTube game is very, very deep. We off, we often mm -hmm. talk about mm -hmm. academics and DR and Ken and Domo and Chrissy and some of the things, even Ninja, that are going mm -hmm. on. And these people out here are not worth millions yep. off of YouTube. And it's like that grind and that hustle is truly real. So, yeah, I do think in some of the old guard and old money, they may not understand what's going on there. But like I predicted with some of my friends, I feel like, this YouTube TV thing and just like, even with the kids, I don't know if you have kids or not. I know I don't, but yeah, no kids over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any kids either yeah. ladies, but, um, and yeah, yeah, I know you don't either, but I have seen it to where I have little cousins that'll actually watch other kids open gifts on mm. Christmas mm -hmm. via YouTube, just silly stuff like that or, or get a new phone and they watch the reviews and, Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a it's a lot of things that go on within that YouTube realm, and it's a wide following that you can get. And then, yeah, you can be your own boss, and you can get opportunities. Like Dr. and Kim were in that boot too. I mean, it was a small role, but hey, that mm -hmm. could lead to something bigger later mm -hmm. on. So, 
I definitely um, acknowledge what he's doing and uh, big ups to you, DJ Academics. I actually just scroll past one of his tweets, actually. Yeah, but no, YouTube is, oh man, it's, I literally just really, really opened up my eyes because I used to always just use it as a, as a, I used to always just output from, or would it be output or input? But I used to always just pretty much watch videos. That was it. Yeah. Now I'm starting to look at it more as social media, to be honest with you. Now I'm starting to look at that as social media because the way these people are getting followings, people people are commenting, people have like legitimate fan fan base, people subscribe. It's social media. <laughs> yeah. It just it's not only about watching videos. You can put whatever you want put. And that concept of treating as a creator, I think, is extremely interesting. And I think it depending on what your skill sets are or whatever you're into, you can play with it a lot. You can play around with it a lot, you know, because obviously we talk about with podcasts, podcasts it's 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 an um, you know auditory experience with uh with instagram it'd be nice either if you're a pretty or handsome guy or you just take incredible photos right like those two those things kind of go well for instagram but with youtube if you if you're just if you're creative in regards to showing visuals it doesn't even matter how you look or whatever you're communicating if you can communicate like academics isn't necessarily the most handsome guy but people mess with them and people look at youtubers like they look at like Will Smith had to get on on YouTube because of that reason, because at this point, it it would have been possible for a YouTuber to become bigger than Will Smith. Like that's how crazy it's gotten. So Will Smith understood like that's the route to go, and I just like I said, I'm trying to get all over with Trill T. I'm trying to find really dope ways to introduce T into people's life, in like a more of a lifestyle way. That's not just me standing with leaves in my hand. So. That that's gonna be interesting. Like that's gonna be very interesting. Is finding those like those ways to really just make tea more, more relatable. Because that's essentially my job with Trill Tea, right? Is to make tea just more relatable to people's modern experience. Because a lot of people drink tea, but they wouldn't consider themselves tea drinkers, right? Yeah, sure. And so that's just my job, really. Okay. So so one last question I had, real quick. Because I didn't, I haven't seen it, or I if I if it's there, I missed it, or I haven't heard it. What is the what is the Trill T's mission statement? The mission statement is literally just use hip hop and modern culture to make tea less intimidating. Okay. So use hip hop and modern culture to make tea less intimidating. So that okay. means the whole experience. That means not only is it obviously Trill, which is hip hop, which is black culture, which is everything, but it's going to be modern by using YouTube by communicating in ways that are different from what you would see a traditional tea company communicate. That's really what it's about. So I'm always looking for a new way. That's one of the reasons, like I said, I'm around. I spend, believe it or not, actually to answer one of your questions from earlier, I spend most of my time around literally 19 to like 23 year olds, maybe 24. I'm 29. And this is not like some, I'm hanging with them off some weirdo stuff, but it's more so. It's, it's <laughs> I interact with a lot of people that are way younger than me on Twitter, just because they know, like, I wouldn't know about Fortnite if I was just hanging around people or interacting yeah. with people. Like, I mean, I kind of would, but they kind of really put me on. Like, this shit is legit. Like, mm -hmm. it makes sense. It's, it's another. I could, like, for example, I could go make a Fortnite video and link my podcast to it. Someone's mm -hmm. gonna see it because mm -hmm. that's what's hot right now. But if I didn't mm -hmm. know that from interacting with other people, like, even Kanye said that way back when, like, you know, when he was, uh, he talked about always paid attention to the youth, like even working with yeah. young artists like Travis Scott, he had Chief Keef on uh, or Jesus. Just working with people, you was like, why is Kanye West working with these people? Is because they know what is now. They know what's hot and they know how to keep you relevant and keep you on point. So 
That that makes sense. That's pretty cool. One one idea I do have for you, yeah, that you could maybe use in the future, maybe with your videos, mm -hmm. is uh, just I don't know, try to interview people over a cup of tea. There you go. I'm pretty sure you thought about that, but yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I, I'd love to see that. That's pretty cool. So. Yeah, I think that's definitely something I want to do. I have to like just kind of find. I've been trying to find the the, the person who be, people who be perfect for it. I've definitely, I, I worked on an interview probably a few weeks ago. Actually, it was with it was a 19 year old. He has a it's funny. He's 19 year old. He has his own magazine, like a hard copy magazine. Like it's really cool. It's like really yeah. It's like really incredible. And I'm like man, people were not doing this when I was 19 years old. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and I we were I was supposed to be interviewing him, but then um, it's funny. My creative director. Um, him and his people kind of like came and then it just it just kind of ended up like a whole open discussion and it it, it we couldn't use it <laughs> we couldn't use it <laughs> but uh, but yeah I'm definitely looking to do interviews I think that's one of the reasons for Trilty TV too because Trilty TV will essentially be my goal of it is what Will Smith's been doing on social media so like what Will Smith meets have you guys ever seen How to Make It in America? Yes, I know. I know about it, but I didn't. They they canceled it pretty early. They canceled right? it. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, I was so disappointed that they canceled that. But it was long story short. Uh, Kid Cudi was in it actually. But long story short, it's really about these guys, like these two friends, who are really just trying to become successful, quote unquote, like financially. Like they're trying to get it right. They're trying to make it in America, but they're they're from New York, and it kind of shows their journey trying to build their like build their company from like nothing, like their clothing company. And I wanted, so I wanted to be like Will Smith meets that. So you seeing the back end with Trilty. So you're seeing literally what's happening because I feel a lot of times with us, we'll see a lot of people giving us motivational quotes, but nobody's actually telling us anything. It's like, there's a lot of talk, but there's no real saying. It's like, but this is not helping me. Like, I don't know what's my first step here. What, you know, they don't even know what the, people don't know what the mentality is. So I'm like, I'd rather show people through Trilty TV, like, oh yeah, I messed this up or this is what I'm doing. Or, this is, so people can see specifically what it is to actually start a business, work on a business, grow a business, whatever, in real time. Yeah, um, so it's those two things and, and oh yeah, and um, can, can I curse on there? Yeah, oh, okay. curse all the time. I curse all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know um, Fuck That's Delicious with Action yeah. Bronson? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's I wanted, yeah. yeah, I want it to be a mixture of those things. So Will Smith meets How to Make America meets Fuck That's Delicious. That's essentially what Trilty is. So it's like interview. You have interviews, whatever. You have like you know maybe following me around, doing some type of uh, maybe me sitting down with my creative director, our conversations, and me recording that and everything, as well as finding really dope ways to tell you about like hibiscus blossoms and shit like that. Like like really uh, cool ways that that fit the culture and just fit where we're at. So hmm. okay. Okay. That's really interesting. So let the let the people know where they can find you as far as on uh, Instagram, Twitter, your email account, so they can uh, reach out. So you try to grow the team a little bit. Got you. Um, so they can find they can find. Okay, so the business is uh, on Twitter is Drink Trill T. So that's Drink as a D R I N K Trill T. That's on Twitter, Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Drink Trill T as well. My personal is I M T Jobs. So that's I. Then A M T E A jobs. So like rather than Steve Jobs, it's like T Jobs. Mm -hmm. and, well, no, that that's actually Instagram and Twitter. That's I M T Jobs is uh, Instagram and Twitter. My per my email you can reach me at is Chaz C H A Z at trillt.com. And reach out anytime too. I'm always willing to talk to you. If, even if it's like suggestions or whatever. I'm always 
always up for the conversation. Okay. Well, we appreciate you coming through, man. I appreciate you uh, being the first person to sponsor the podcast. Really appreciate it. We hope to see you uh, grow, man. Just grow with this journey, man, to be reach your goals and be successful, man. I see you had the drive. You got the work ethic. You definitely have the product. Just got to get get it popping, man. Just keep grinding. I'm, I'm sure a year or two from now, we'll be having a completely different conversation, man. Most definitely. I appreciate And I appreciate you for all the support. You guys have been like extremely next level supportive. And I don't even understand how much I appreciate it. Seriously. Anytime, man. Dolphins, you got any closing words, man? Uh, no, I really don't. But um, shout out to Trilty. I've still got to get my, um, I got to place my order in. I myself, I am a regular sweet tea country nigga gotcha. drinking tea. Gotcha. So I don't, I don't know nothing about steeping, but I'll definitely read up on it. Also, I do like your website and some of the ideas as far as blogs and stuff that you got. I definitely think you have a, a good mixture of things, and it seems like you got a lot of smarts actually finally getting a chance to speak to you. So um, I definitely want to run an idea for our show by you. Um, I came up with today. We'll do that uh, off camera in just a second. But um, gotcha. shout out to everybody that always listens. Uh, Chuck the decoy. Everybody else, I'm out. So here's the deal. The first person that hears this and at me at Southbury706 and follows at Drink Till Tea, Drink Trill Tea, we will send you an order of tea. I will send you an order of tea. So the first person to ask me on Twitter uh, at Southbury706, you have to follow at Drink Trill Tea, and I will send you an order of tea to test it out. So again, it's your boy Southbury706, Committee Podcast. We out. Peace.